presented by UPS. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It's Tuesday, June 6th. Driving the day, the last couple of days, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., presidential candidate, gadfly, if you ask the Biden folks, he got his Instagram back. He had an Elon Musk Twitter space on Monday and a big deep dive article from the Washington Post. So he's kind of all around. So we're taking a look at the fact that he's one, running as a Democrat. But at this point, he's mostly known for spreading conspiracy theories. (laughs) However, he continues to get double digit support in polls, which is really fascinating. And it's largely because of his name. So if you're Biden world, who does believe this man has dangerous ideas, but you also don't want to elevate him and make him someone who you're fighting back and forth with that is punching down. That's something they don't want to do. And you also don't want to do if you're the front runner. What happens? Because the DNC has made one thing clear as parties are wont to do that they are not going to hold an actual competitive primary for Biden, right? There's no debates that are going to be happening. And so the hope out of Biden world is that one, people are going to see these ideas for what they are. Stories like that Washington Post article, things like the top of playbook today will give some sunlight to some of these ideas and Democrats will realize that it's not just his name that's important. For voters around the country, they are largely seeing the name Kennedy and it strikes something in them. They remember JFK, they remember the original RFK and it reminds them about, for a lot of them, what it means to be a Democrat. He's a little bit different than them. So you aren't going to see the DNC or the Biden campaign doing the legwork here. Like I said, they feel like that only elevates Robert F. Kennedy. What they think and hope is that folks will sort of see it for themselves. And more importantly, that other Democrats will do it for them. So there's much more in Playbook. So you're going to have to go to your email and open it. Also on Monday, Politico had a presidential candidate in to chat with some of our reporters. We covered a lot, including that all y'all been saying this man's name wrong the whole time. Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, that is from the man himself. Joining me to discuss all of this is Natalie Allison, one of our reporters. Natalie, thank you so much for doing this. You were there yesterday when me and others were in front of Vivek, who's running for president, has been getting a lot of attention, outsized attention, I would say, as to how, you know, you talk to political strategists, what his actual chances are, how they feel his chances are in this Republican primary. In the story that you wrote and and how you think about that kind of hour with him, what's your biggest takeaway? I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is that he says, of course, that he is not out to take DeSantis down despite proceeding to (laughs) go off on DeSantis (laughs) um, at length and really holding his fire on Trump, which is something we have seen him doing. You know, he says that he is not in any way colluding with Trump, but that he just clearly does not respect DeSantis in the same way he does Trump. and Or fear, maybe. Yeah, or fear. I think that could be key. (laughs) But, But, you know, something he said in that interview is that he does think Trump can win the general election, which is not something you're going to hear from all of the Republicans yeah. competing against Trump in the field. You have people like DeSantis or even Nikki Haley or someone like that saying, I don't think Trump can win the general election. I don't think he can win over independence. And and then here yeah. is Vivek saying, oh, yeah, I think he can win, but I think I can win by more. So it's another example <laughs> of how he really isn't going after Trump at all and is actually telling people that his primary rival could in fact be victorious on a general election ballot. One of the things I have found interesting throughout this primary so far, though we're very, very early, so much more to go, 
is that a lot of these Republican candidates seem like they're going to be attacking DeSantis a lot more. Nikki Haley, a couple of days ago when she had her CNN town hall, knocked DeSantis a lot, not so much Trump, right? Like they're all kind of holding their fire. And, you know, we talked to Republican strategists and hoping and praying that something is going to happen and Trump will fall out and DeSantis is going to be in that number one spot. And so they need to take him down as early as possible. Does that seem to jive with with, with what you're hearing? Because I've heard it over and over and over again from Republican strategists. Yeah, you know, you hear some Republican strategists saying, um, well, if they're never going to actually go after Trump and really take him on, we're going to see a repeat of 2016. And then there's this other thinking that, okay, well, when it comes to stopping Trump and DeSantis, you have to go after them one by one. And so it's some people's thinking that first they have to knock out DeSantis, they have to remove his inevitability as the number two in this Republican primary. And then once they do that, then they can hope and pray that the Trump indictments finally catch up to him or there is some other scandal that um, <laughs> finally is the one to sing Trump, despite that having never occurred in the last seven years. I was going to say, um, this sounds very, very similar. <laughs> I've heard this before from them. But, you know, of course, just the thing that really strikes fear in a lot of these candidates is the fact that they have to not completely alienate the Republicans who don't hate Trump. Right. And so by going off, you know, in a really strong way against Trump, they, they're afraid that they would brand themselves as some kind of rhino, if you will. When you think about Vivek, I'm curious, you know, you've covered him before. He knew exactly who you were when he walked in. I'm curious what what kind of stood out to you about who he is as a candidate, right? I, you know, one of the things that I keep coming back to is he called himself a non-white nationalist, right? That was something that I don't think I've ever heard before. We covered a lot of things. What are the things that stood out to you as someone who's been covering him for some time now? Well, I sort of hate the overused term in journalism, wide-ranging interview, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's certainly <laughs> what it was. Um, I mean, I think what stands out is, is the fact that Vivek was there. He is hustling. He is trying to be everywhere. He is saying yes to everything. He has the money to do it all. And he also has the drive and the will to just hustle his 37-year-old ass off and be everywhere and make a name for himself. He's running maybe a less traditional campaign where he's putting out podcasts literally every day. He's recording these podcasts and putting them out every day. And every half an hour or so is putting out a new video that his campaign has clipped. And so he's really just trying to be in your face all the time, which they're all trying to do to some extent. But Vivek is really going above and beyond, it seems, to be seen and to try to get his name out there. Natalie, thank you so much for, for coming on. You have a good one. Yeah, thanks, Eugene. And for your schedule today, the House will meet at 10 a.m. And at noon, we'll be taking up legislation that would prevent the use of federal funds to curtail the sale and use of gas stoves. I'm going to leave that there. And on the other side of Pennsylvania Avenue, President Joe Biden will be holding a cabinet meeting today at 2.15. So that's something where we will expect a little bit of news. I'm Eugene Daniels. And as always, thanks for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by UPS, who just published its first ever Jobs and Opportunity Report. Check it out to see what the best benefits in the industry really look like. From wages and healthcare to tuition assistance, paid time off, and even pensions for both full and part-time union employees. You can explore how UPS employees are building their lives and dream careers every single day at greatemployer.ups.com.